0: This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new DApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you, before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review DApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past, well, BlockBasis makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. that is BlockBasis.com. So uh, welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos, and then uh, we summarize what's going on in the Cosmos uh, in a weekly thread here on Twitter, if you want to stay tuned and updated on what's going on. And then, of course, we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem, and in this case, Kojira, to uh, spaces like these. And today we've got Calc. We actually had them on in November, but uh, Calc has some exciting news. Thank you so much for joining, guys.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for, for having us. I think, um, as mentioned before, very cool to speak to you again. You guys are doing some great work, hosting a lot of exciting spaces.
0: Definitely, man, definitely. Before we dive right in, and this is something that I really start enjoying um, with these spaces is to hear a bit of a personal background of how you uh, yeah, got involved with uh, Cal and uh, started working in crypto in general.
1: Yeah, for sure, we can, we can kick that off. I think it's, it's quite a nice place to begin um believe it or not so maybe actually we start back in in university days i studied computer science and um geology and i actually did a stint as an exploration geologist for a little bit looking at um nickel laterite deposits um so essentially explain like i was five is going out into the uh the outback and essentially digging a bunch of holes to find where where you might find minerals to open up a mine which was a unique a unique thing to kick off uh with and um I have to say it didn't really align because one from an economic or from an environmental perspective, there's obviously large impact there. Also a different lifestyle. Um, so then moved more into the technical side and computer science. Worked as a junior software engineer for a little bit, um, and then moved into consulting. Um, and then from there, I kind of got around in the the product space. Um, and then largely corporate stuff, which is not very exciting. Uh, and then moved into the startup scene and i think like the startup side of things really had me interested um you know taking really difficult challenges and trying to come up with a solution for them kind of uh you know it's the kind of stuff that i love to wake up in the morning think you know let's do that and i think um i mean i the first actually i got into crypto semi-embarrassing maybe uh, through ripple back in the 2018 um that was my first entry xrp xrp army Um, but (laughs) didn't stick around too long. I think beyond just a speculative token and all the ICOs, I think it wasn't super interesting to me at the time. Um, It wasn't until I think uh, 2020, late 2020, early 2021, um, where I started getting more involved in in DeFi summer. Um, And I think what really appealed to me was this idea of financial inclusion. You know, you don't necessarily need to be from a particular place or hold a particular license or hold a particular like religion or belief or language. You just need an internet connection. And sort of, you know, well, I think crypto in general, I think there's obviously a lot of scams out there and a lot of things to worry about. But I think the, there's a lot of core people pushing um, a lot of this financial inclusion ideas forward, which is quite exciting. Um, and that's sort of what really, really dragged me in. Um, and then obviously involved back in the Terra days. Um, I liked a lot of the stuff that was going there. Really nice user experience, really good interactions. And then I think, um, yeah, beyond there, I think that's that's a, probably a story that, I'd say most people on this, um, on this space would be very familiar with. Um, and then, yeah, you know, got to know the, the Kajira team after that, um, and actually calculated finance or also known as Calc essentially took this principle that, you know, a lot of the time, you know, people come new into crypto or, you know, you can really get psyched out through FOMO or through a lot of shilling or et cetera, uh, and it leads you to make poor investment decisions. Um, where you know you really have to be objective about a lot of the decisions you make. So we essentially started on this path to create a, a product suite um, that you know removes the, the riskiest part of investing, which is your emotions. Um, the first product suite um, is around dollar cost averaging, um, just traditional. Um, and then, of course, we look at the end-to-end customer journey. And then, obviously, um, you know we like to challenge ourselves internally and, and Tom on the call I still did a lot of the work uh, and a lot of the initial work on the white paper, um, how can we leverage machine learning essentially um, to you know, provide better returns to users with all while maintaining that same risk profile. So that's kind of core to a lot of what we do, uh, kind of core to why we started, um, you know, minimizing risk, you know, ensuring that people can last more than one cycle, uh, ensuring people have a positive first experience when they get into crypto. They're sort of a lot of the things that drive
0: us. Beautiful, yeah. And something that really stuck with me last time we spoke also was the ease of use. One and two, the sort of taking out all the emotions from uh, from investing in crypto. A lot of people get super emotional, <laughs> especially with you know volatile markets, scams, rocks, and then something just pumps and dumps. Like there's a lot of emotions involved very quickly. So DCAing is a, is something that really has stuck with crypto and a strategy that really seems to work. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's a big value add that uh, that calc has uh, brought with the TCA product. But with that, we've got Tommy with us now. I believe uh, you are able to speak, Tommy. We uh, managed to pull through.
2: GM, GM. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good to be Beautiful. here.
0: We made it. We made it, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> so to me- maybe uh, before we get too, uh, too deep into uh, to, to calc and uh, your TCA product. Uh, perhaps the uh, same question for you also, how did you uh, how did you get involved in crypto and uh, with Calc?
2: Yeah um, so uh, my background uh, is in uh, both math and evolutionary biology um, and I actually combined uh, those into a PhD so I'm uh, uh, finishing up uh, my PhD in mathematical biology Um and uh, so I guess I've uh, always been kind of interested or uh, I guess I've always uh, appreciated kind of um, mathematical efficiencies and, uh, and, you know, getting my first taste of DeFi um, in 2021 um, was uh, it, um, yeah, it, it ticked a couple boxes. Um, it just seems like you know we've got this uh, this system that uh, you know provides uh, provides these efficiencies that the traditional financial system can't, and so that was really attractive to me um, from the very beginning. Um, as my name and uh, uh, profile picture uh, can attest, I uh, uh, I got heavily into the Terra ecosystem um, and. Uh, I suppose, like Fab kind of mentioned, it was through this that we, you know, had the experience of, uh, you know, like a massive crash and uh, wanted to make uh, ways of investing that would, you know, minimize that risk for, uh, for others. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've been working on uh, with Calc uh, from, from the beginning, um, mid to late last year. And uh, yeah, DCA Plus was my kind of uh, brainchild, um, and a lot of R and D went into it. There's, um, there's, there's, there were lots of avenues explored and rejected in coming up with uh, this one, uh, you know, approach that we've we've settled on. Um, so it's it's really awesome to see this come to life. Uh, over the last uh, couple weeks and months, um, and to, to be able to launch it in less than forty-eight hours,
0: definitely, definitely. And let's uh, let's just get straight into it because you have. So, for those who are not aware, uh, you have launched your DCA dollar cost average product some time ago, where you can dollar cost average in and out uh, of Kuchi, um, Adam. You can, you know, there's a bunch of assets in there. Uh, I can't even remember all of them. Um, But then a lot of people say, okay, that's great. You know, simple dollar cost average. That's a great strategy. It's worked for many people. But there's also flaws to a simple, it's almost too simple for for some people, at least, for some people's taste. Um, Why not take into consideration, you know, uh, rapid uh, sort of uh, market movements, market volatility, uh, rapid price movements like there's a bunch of things you can throw in there to adjust how much you should you should buy at each interval for example if a market has or a token has been moving up in price very dramatically uh, over let's say the last week if you set your interval to a, to a week then perhaps don't invest too much in that week uh, in that interval um, so you can sort of Scoop in all those different variables or risk uh, factors, um, but yeah, I'll let you um, I'll let you dive uh, more deeper into the DCA product and DCA plus product, sorry, and uh, and how you guys have set that up. And by the way, guys, there's a white paper we linked to it uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, where you can see all the information there. But now that we have you on, guys, what's the DCA plus product?
2: Yeah, so um, you're exactly right. Um, it's uh, it's natural to want to tweak. The DCA strategy, um, you know, to, to try and maximise returns while still keeping, um, you know, the the favourable risk profile that uh, this approach offers, um, and that's exactly why uh, with the original um, DCA product we offer um, for the power users certain conditions that can either trigger a strategy or um delay it or um you know put it on on hold kind of thing um uh but we we thought we could take it a step further uh, you know each of these kind of constraints that y- you can impose with the um the the standard DCA product um they're just one out of you know so many variables that uh, in like either related to or um, you know correlating with uh, crypto market movement, and we thought uh, we could uh, basically increase the number of things that we were looking at, things related to the market that we were looking at, bits of information that we could use to to guide our decision, and. You know we know that people are good at pat- pattern recognition but more and more um, we've got machine learning algorithms that can uh, do just as well or perhaps even better you know seeing patterns uh, and making insights that um, we mortals can't and so uh, we we wanted to leverage machine learning um, but it was, uh, you know, to, to, to take in as much market information as possible to, to make more informed decisions. Um, but it was a, a process to work out um, exactly how it was best used. Um, what we ended up settling on is approach that we're calling risk averaging. Um, it's quite a simple strategy in the end, um, but it is also quite unique, um, uh I've uh, scoured through the literature uh, looking for alternatives to DCA, and um, it's there's there's a real paucity of of work in the space. So we had to come up with something that was our own. Now, basically, um, this approach is uh, to take an assessment of risk using all the information that we have about the market, and then buy an amount such that the risk taken on by each investment through time is equal. So in other words, if risk is high, we'll buy less, and if it's low, we'll buy more. Um, so that's the the risk averaging component. Um, where our secret source kind of lies is in the, that risk assessment. So it's kind of modular insofar as you can put any risk assessment in and into this risk averaging strategy. Uh, it's just that we've uh, come up with uh, what we think is the best performing uh, risk assessment. Um, and that's, uh, you know, been thoroughly tested through, uh, through backtesting um, out of sample. So that's the, uh, yeah, that's the, the general approach to, to DCA+.
0: And speaking of backtesting, um, as I mentioned just, just earlier, uh, you have a white paper where you sort of uh, do a breakdown of how the product is set up, uh, the assumptions, etc., etc., and you also have some backtesting results. Um, so I, I assume that you've been running this algorithm for for quite some time. I can't remember how long, but you sort of have, this, have these nice graphs where you compare the DCA strategy and the DCA plus strategy. And you can see that it's uh it's outperforming basically DCA right now. Um, obviously, time will tell. I mean, these things, you know. Eh, All these time series and when it comes to investing, it's it's always easy to find a interval, at least, where whatever strategy you use, even though it's the most shit strategy of all, uh, you can still find some interval where it's actually outperforming uh, the most beautiful, complex, whatever algorithm that has been high performing. Um, So, yeah, talk to us about the backtesting. Talk to us about how you compare to DCA uh, versus DCA plus and the results so far
2: yeah yeah it's a look it's a great point um you can always cherry pick data and uh, you know we certainly didn't want uh, we didn't want to do that we wanted a fair test of this product because we're not out here to you know for a, a cash grab we you know want this product to work and we recognize that people will only use this product if it works so we you know we needed to do the most fair kind of uh, assessment that we could um now obviously with uh time series back testing you have to you know choose a certain chunk um uh, you know with which to 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 test Um, And the rest of the data can be used for training. Um, You can't just kind of split it up evenly and pick days throughout you, you know, your entire time series and then kind of just test them. You have to have a continuous chunk. And so there's some kind of auto correlation going on there. Um, And, uh, you know, even though we we are getting great results when testing on our out-of-sample, so, you know, we'd train um, our model on data up until 2020 and then test it from 2020 through to 2022. Um, but even still, you know, we recognise, like you said, that uh, this, you know, it, it there, there, there might be times where it, it will just by chance outperform. Um, and so we've really factored in the kind of uh, accuracy of our risk assessments when we're uh, using, uh, informing the decision of how much more or less to buy. Um, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, we're either, we're kind of got, we have a, um, a standard buy amount uh, around which we're, you know, kind of buying more or less. Um, and these bounds are, are, are tightly constrained by uh, the, the accuracy of our predictions so you know we recognize that sometimes they will be wrong um, it's just that in aggregate it's more likely you know to be right um, so yeah it's um, it's uh, like you said you know you can just do your best to back test um, always have to take it with a grain of salt but where we wouldn't launch this unless we were quietly confident that um, that it, it would perform uh going into into the future
1: i think maybe even to to add to that from a product perspective is that um you know when we were actually looking at this product in itself coming back to what tommy mentioned before is the way we designed the fee model is you know we're economically incentivized to perform as good as possible because if it doesn't outperform you pay no fees right so it's a pure performance based. And I think, you know, that that shared alignment of incentive, I think that should speak volumes on one, what we're trying to do, and two, all the work we've put into it. Um, because you know, if if we release this thing, you know, and we didn't put much work in or we weren't diligent in our process or we weren't diligent on the training data and we we're just cherry picking great results, then you know, a performance fee wouldn't make sense in that case. But coming back to it, it's like we're putting the money where the mouth is, you know, if you win. The protocol itself can capture value. If you don't win, the protocol captures essentially no value. So I think that should you uh, should speak to it.
0: I was I was just about to ask, um, actually, two questions in one. Um, perhaps talk to us about the, the sort of user journey. How do people use it? So, for example, if people are cu- accustomed to the TCA product, how does it relate to that? So, yeah, what do I do as a user? And two. How do you guys charge? Um, Because obviously a lot of work has been put into this, but you kind of answered that already. It's purely performance-based. But yeah, talk to us about the user journey then. What do I do as a user? You're launching in two days, if I'm not mistaken. So super excited to have you on uh, two days in advance to spill a little bit. But how would I use this product in two days?
1: Yeah, fantastic question. Um, And to be honest, it's pretty straightforward. So we, you know, coming to a lot of work that we do, We're very focused on first principles around delivering value Uh, and a unique thing that maybe is not so common to most protocols before we actually, you know, got involved and started building, I actually interviewed, I think around like 70, 75, um, you know, people one-on-one through the entire world through discord. I can even see people in the Twitter space. Now I've spoken to them in person, I showed them different designs and what we are looking at. we essentially settled on a model for setting up all these strategies. Again, coming back to, you know, the UX is quite important. There's something we really loved about the Terra days. You know, it just made sense. It was easy to use. And, you know, we really believe in this, you know, human centered design approach to, to building products. Like one, sure. There's gotta be great tech, but two people have to be able to use it, it has to be simple, you know, we're going to be building something that, you know, my grandmother or my father, you know, I could just hand it to them and they can kind of walk through it. So the setup for this particular strategy, DCA plus is again, broken down into four steps. So step one is you choose what asset you want to use. So we support uh, the stablecoin USK, um, and that has most of the pairs supported with it. Um, and we also support XR USDC. And um, we're built on Fin on Kajura and they've recently—I don't know if you've been keeping your eye out—started um, opening the order book for native USDC, which is very exciting. And we yeah. will support that in the in due time. Um, but again you choose the asset you're going to put in. So let's say in this case, USK. Um, and then you can choose between a few, um, assets. We're taking a conservative approach to doing this. So we've started off, I think we're going to list five assets in the beginning, which is wrapped ETH wrapped to B and B, um, Adam, um, stride Adam. And then there's one more that I can't recall off the top of my head. Dot dot actually, so you can choose between those assets. So step one, choose assets. Step two, Um, this is the kind of thing that's a little bit unique to, to DCA plus. Um, so in the analytics dashboard and everything we do again, being transparent is we like to benchmark the performance of your DCA plus strategy against a, a traditional, what we call traditional in this sense, DCA strategy. So we ask you essentially to put through a slider. Um, how long on average you'd expect, um, you'd want to DCA into a particular asset. So you can between minimum is 30 days. I think you can go up to a full year. Um, The numbers will update. So I think it's something like after um, 90 days, you have something like a 97% chance to outperform traditional DCA uh, in terms of confidence. Um, 30 days, I think is a little bit less. So we give the user that option. And we ask ask the user because that's where we're actually going to benchmark against. Um, So they can confirm that. And then stage three um, we're looking at things around supporting for auto staking or moving to yield bearing positions um, for the particular assets i named we don't have that set up yet um, but we we're currently working on that and then stage four we just play it back to you really simple to understand what you're putting in what's going to happen how long it's expected to take and what tom mentioned before given that this is a temporal asset allocation approach uh, meaning you buy more or less, depending on market conditions, it actually might end sooner or later than a traditional dollar cost averaging strategy. Um, mm. So again, we kind of put all that into that, those four steps. You confirm, sign the transaction, you can see a little bit of confetti, um, and then we take <laughs> you straight to the analytics dashboard where um, you know you get to actually monitor um, the performance over time. And I think we whitelisted a bunch of users Uh, ran a bit of a competition and um, you know we're already starting to see you know some people organically sharing on Twitter Um, you know I think one person recently posted that they're using DCA plus to average out of an atom position Um, and you know just even the first four days I think it sold more atom because it thought them you know the conditions for doing so was more proportional Um, and I think it's only a small difference but you know five six USK difference Um,
0: you know, in the first few days, which again, it's small, but it's positive to see, to see this coming out. And it's running on autopilot. I mean, all these things compound, right? So um, as, as long as it's running and uh, I mean, just let the, let the algorithm, let the machine do its work (laughs) almost. Um, And and I have a question uh, I'll start to blend in uh, already the questions from the community, but I think I have a good one that um, really, uh, Makes sense uh, right now. And thank you, by the way, for talking us through the steps. For anyone who hasn't tried uh, the calculated Calc products, it's really, really easy. It's really, really nice. Um, you mentioned the confetti. It's, uh, it gives you some dopamine there to just uh, reach the confetti step. But really, really nice user journey. I think it's so intuitive. Um, so great job to any anyone who's, uh, who's worked on that. If that's you, Fab, then uh, great job to you and your team. But a question from the community is about the yield essentially um, and I think that's something that really has been uh, holding off a lot of people for in general uh, locking up uh, tokens or assets in a, a DCA strategy because if you let's say you lock up I don't know a thousand dollars a thousand USk and then it's just sitting there on the sidelines uh, where as an alternative you could have taken those I don't know let's say you want to buy it yourself and then you buy. Uh, for the next ten weeks, so you have a thousand dollars split up into a hundred over ten weeks. Um, so those, let's say nine hundred dollars that you're not using right now, you could deposit to I don't know yield farming, whatever initiatives on, uh, yeah, uh, upcoming ghosts or um, yeah, uh, bow on different pools. Like there's a lot of things you can do, of course, uh, in Kuj- just in kujera uh, but also in general. So how have you guys? Uh, how do you guys approach this? By the way. Uh, from, uh, from the get-go here, like how, how do you guys approach the, the the lack of yield essentially? Are you incorporating yield into this GCA plus product?
1: Yeah, you hit the hammer on the head there. I think um, we're very, very excited to see Ghost come to fruition. Um, and you, you can imagine having yield bearing assets because you know, during a lot of the early research, we're looking at capital efficiency um, because you know you wanna be able to put that that capital to work. Um, so we've actually explored a few different integrations. Um, there's actually one where we've finished a lot of the work. I think there's another like maybe two weeks of dev work to go. Um, that was looking at the integration with Bo, where you could park your capital in pre swap or post swap. Um, but I think the Ghost integration is going to be significantly easier. Um, and as soon as that goes actually I could see Kajira's on the uh, the Twitter space now, so we can we can maybe hassle them to get a, uh, <laughs> an idea of when Ghost
0: passing on the mic maybe they can request if they want i don't know who's on the other end but if it's stuff he's more than welcome to come on um or anyone from the could team of course um but yeah the, i spoke to a uh, dove uh, on a space like this not too long ago maybe two weeks ago and he said ghost will go live either end of april or beginning of April if I remember correctly don't hold me up against that but <laughs> but yeah it's coming soon he said uh, I remember but yeah it makes sense uh, to to use ghost obviously uh, bow has some um, impermanent loss attached to it when you add into a liquidity pool so um there's a bit of a uh, nitty-gritty technical details there to sort out if you were to use bow but um but yeah it's great to hear that uh, DCA plus Personally, that's what has been holding me uh, back a bit. Uh, I'm using the DCA product that you have right now, but but um, I'm not using it to the fullest extent because I just don't want to have, to have too much capital sitting on the sidelines when I can make it work. So um, so yeah, great to see that you guys are solving this with DCA+. Plus. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah,
1: we're, we're super stoked to to get Ghost up and running to, to give that because like we also, we use the product religiously. You know, I think, um actually I, I was the second person ever to create a DCA plus fault. I lost that to another team member. They beat me to it. But um yeah, we feel the pain. We use it every day. We're always looking to to improve. And
0: um, yeah, we think the Ghost thing will be a game changer in that front. Right on, right on. Let's talk a little bit about the algorithm because I think I worked in investment banking many years ago, not to get into my personal story here, but uh, I've been working in software development for most of my life, Um, and before that, I was a very young sort of investment analyst, and I just remember my former boss many, many years ago saying, yeah, the algorithm will work. I mean, back then, everybody was talking about AI trading and algorithms uh, doing all the trading and no more traders on the floor, Um, and my boss, I remember just saying, yeah, the algorithm will work to some extent, and... In some periods, but most of the time, it or at some point, it will fail. um So let's talk about safety. Let's talk about how you guys are perhaps tweaking or backtesting, making sure that you know you you don't go overboard with uh, automating things and, and algorithms. So even just adding uh, risk risk parameters that you know will end up wrecking uh, people. You you mentioned, for example, Tommy, that you. <laughs> Yeah, the reason why you're called Tommy Rekt is because of the Luna experience. So how do we make sure with DCA Plus that we don't have users ending up in a similar situation as you did with Luna?
2: Yeah, um, obviously this was, you know, um, front of mind when we were designing uh, DCA Plus. Um, yeah, like you said, part of the reason uh, we started Calc was to make sure users didn't get wrecked, you know, like, like we did. Um, so uh, I guess I'll start by saying that this product is meant for people who have conviction in the asset that they're investing in. Um, so it's more of a when and how much to buy rather than a what to buy kind of product. Um, so, you know, if if the user finds themselves, you know, DCA plusing into a down only uh, token, um, you know, that's uh, there's only so much that the algorithm can do, you know, um, according to our backtesting, it should minimize losses, but it still can't uh, prevent them. So we're, we're not solving the what to buy question Um but when it comes to the, the when and how much to buy, we have been quite conservative in our approach. So we, we don't give full autonomy to the ML model. We don't allow it to just buy anything at once. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there are tight bounds or constraints on the maximum and minimum buy amounts that, that you know, the user will be buying each interval. Um, and those bounds are set by... Uh, our confidence in the uh, machine learning assessments of the market. Um, so, yeah, you'll you'll never buy less than half of the amount that uh, you would have with a, a traditional DCA approach. And inversely, you'll never buy more than 2.5 or 2.6 times what you would have with a traditional DCA approach. So in that way where, um, you know, we are putting kind of guardrails on, Um, on the kind of uh, losses or, uh, you know, gains that could be sustained um, compared to, you know, a traditional DCA. Like Fab mentioned, we're only, um, you know, winning when the user is also winning. So um, yeah, we, we've, we've set this up to, to maximize the chances that the user will win. Um, I will say that your, you know, your old um, supervisor is, is right. The, uh, with these ML assessments, they're sometimes right uh, and they can often be right, but they can be wrong. And if you have a trading strategy where like there is a large dependence on each single assessment, then you are vulnerable. Um, but I will note that this is obviously not a trading strategy the algorithm is always instructing a buy it's just modifying that buy amount and precisely for the the reasons that you mentioned that you know it it can be um, sometimes wrong but more often right um, we've tailored the strategies so that it's it's best done over um, longer time periods in the market to ensure that the chance of uh, in aggregate our our assessments being right is is maximized so for example if you you know toss a coin five times you could get all heads but if you toss it a hundred times the chances of getting all heads is you know next to zero and so in that way we're kind of maximizing the chances that um we'll do better for the user um over many uh many buys um so uh yeah um I do have more to say, uh, but perhaps i'll I'll pause there for any questions that you might have or or give me the green light to keep going.
0: No, I think that makes sense and uh, and as you say,
2: um,
0: obviously you don't control what the user picks as the asset to buy. and if that's just so happens to be an asset that is only on a downtrend for many, many, many months, perhaps even years, it's going to be hard for any algorithm. like no one will be able to. Flip that to to a positive. Um, So yeah, but please keep going.
1: Yeah, actually, I might just chime in really quickly there, um, because I think that as Tommy mentioned before, is like you know the what to buy. We don't have the solution for yet with the DCA plus. Um, you know, the when to buy, how much to buy. It does answer those questions, but I think that what to buy questions actually is very interesting. And um, we've been working with a few people to explore what that looks like. And we hope that that is eventually what what I talked about phase one and phase two. Eventually, you know, phase two could definitely, you know, be in that vein. Um, and I'll leave it there. And Tommy, take it away again.
0: By the way, my input to all this just buy Kuji and Adam, man. That's, that's just my recommendation. Keep, let that be financial advice from me personally <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah um, I will actually add on to um, kind of uh, trailing what uh, what fab just said um, about the what to buy um, we have uh, also been conservative in that regard with the um, initial DCA plus offering um, so we're we're focusing on uh, large cap. Uh, currencies. Um, and that's simply because a lot of the smaller cap currencies uh, simply don't have, um, you know, sufficient data sets to feed these data hungry, you know, machine learning models. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this is, that's uh, still kind of an ongoing uh, process to to refine uh, those assessments and, and the strategy for smaller cap currencies, but um, just as, as a first pass, where um, we're playing it safe and um, and, and opening uh, with uh, with just the large cap currencies. Um, so that's yeah, that's just another way that we're you know aiming to to make sure that uh, users have the best chance of coming out on top. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I think the, the other thing to mention is that this, is, this strategy was designed and built to work in all markets, um, bull markets and bear markets. We didn't want to create something where the user would have to um, constantly you know, look for signs of either and then modify their, their strategy accordingly. Um not just because that's vulnerable to you know uh kind of hype and and you know emotional investing um but also because it's time consuming like we we wanted this to be a truly set and forget strategy um so yeah we we kind of looked at strategies that are you know built specifically for bull or bear markets and you know that really work really well in either of those. But they're fragile and risky because as soon as the market conditions change, that they perform extremely poorly. You know, you just have to look at the kind of leveraged approach of Three Arrows or Alameda um, to see that they can, you know, absolutely outperform in 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 a run up, and then just get totally wrecked as soon as the market conditions change. Um, so, yeah, we we wanted to to make something that was more all rounder. Um, and it's not meant to return you the outsized gains that, you know, a risky all out bull or bear strategy can, but it will work steadily in all markets and without you having to watch it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not the kind of uh, product where you have to go and top up your vault during a, a, a bull, um, you know, because you're experiencing FOMO or like cancel your strategy in a, in a bear because, you know fear Um, it's I suppose in in that regard it's it's another way to um, make sure that uh, the user can can use this to 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 help control their own emotion in investing Um, so I think yeah all of those things um, the uh, kind of uh, guardrails the minimum and maximum kind of bounds around you know standard buy amount um, the you know just introducing large cap currencies to start with and um you know the fact that this is uh has you know been trained on all market conditions um all really kind of work together to create uh a a strategy a product that uh really does minimize the chance that users will
0: get burned beautiful beautiful I want to shift the attention a bit to the what com- what comes next so uh, obviously you guys are launching dca plus in two days and uh, feel free to uh, add how you want to go live with that or if it's something that you're just going to drop and then you can choose the dca plus strategy in the ui on, the, on your website uh, but yeah uh, perhaps let's also go beyond the next uh, two days and um, what's to come from calculated finance and with that, there's a there's a small request here from the community, which I think makes a lot of sense. By the way, is that uh, if if you can choose at some point to uh, DCA in and out uh, with uh, without using stablecoins USK or USDC, but instead let's say you are a big uh, Atom holder, I don't know ETH holder, um, and you want a DCA in to DCA into Gucci or whatever uh or out of uh would that be possible in the future because that's something you know we i think a lot of people in this uh, space and in our community they are predominantly crypto holders so they might actually have a much bigger back in let's say eth or atom than they have in the uh, stable coins uh, just because of their beliefs um so yeah will that be uh, something on the roadmap there
1: yeah but- i think it's a fantastic question i'm gonna hit the answers in reverse if that's okay and i'll start with the last question um,
0: definitely we already
1: support that actually with traditional dca um, and our dca out strategy you can you know you can take profit on your atom into kajura if you like and have it auto staked. that's already live right now today um, so you know a lot of the mental model people do you know you price in fiat you think about things in fiat and largely the usd or usd stablecoin. Um, but you know if you want to flip between you know atom and kajura or ETH and you know rap bnb or you know, wrapped wrapped ETH and injective, for example, like that's already all supported, um, and you know we plan on continuing to, to do that. In terms of the go live, I'll answer that one next, and then we can touch on the the what's next. Um, so we'll we'll have a tweet later on, going at later on tonight uh, or today or in a few hours, depending on where you are. It's my nighttime, um, and that will kind of instruct you how to actually set up the DCA plus strategy, um, which again I kind of verbally explain, but it's nothing until you actually get to see what it is um, so you can comprehend it. And then, you know, in less than 48 hours from now, we'll enable that on on the front end UI. You can jump on the, the calculated finance um, DAP, again, cal- or app.calculated.fi, or just start with calculated.fi um, from our, our website. Um, and then you'll be able to set up, anyone be able to set up a DCA plus strategy. So we're actually going to run um, a unique a unique competition here, um, which I think we'll dub man vs machine. Um, and we'll have probably a 48 hour window um, where anyone can create a DCA plus strategy. Um, naturally, the traditional DCA strategy will be compared against that. Um, and I think we're going to give away, I think three times 500 um, USK or USDC for anyone um, that can have their traditional DCA outperform um, the DCA plus strategy. If there's a few of them, more than three, then whoever can have it outperform uh, the most, um, you know, and that's I think going to be quite an exciting challenge to again show that you know we're going to put the money where the mouth is. Um, you know, you have you've got a three percent chance of winning running by back testing purely, um, but I think we'll we'll take those odds. And then to answer the other question around you know what's next, I like to kind of bring it back to you know this idea of you know starting a startup is very difficult, right? Uh, essentially you're betting against the laggards people with more money more you know resources etc they've been around the game for longer and you know you really have to push yourself to to bring a better product and you know in the pure startup space before crypto it's all about you know you have to 10x something you've got a 10x your distribution channel. you've got a 10x your your value proposition you've got a 10x your product you've got a 10x your marketing right and something that i both love and, you know, have stressful nights of in crypto is that it's hyper competitive. It is super competitive, you know. It's easy to, to copy paste all of the ideas or, you know, roll out something that people buy, like, oh, it's a good idea, and, and just incorporate into what they're doing. And I think that yeah. hyper competitive nature, you know, one, it's like you can't steal the community you know, that's one thing that doesn't give up and you can't steal the, the core team and, you know, what we've d- been through and sort of our mission. So I, those two things we keep close to us. But it also, in cryptocurrency, I was talking about startups before, it 10Xs, or a 100Xs, the, you know, hyper-competitive nature. So I think us as a team, we always stay, we've got a few principles we always abide by. You know, do the right thing, you know, continuously push boundaries. You know, things are hyper-competitive, so, you know, continue to push that. And we've been thinking a lot about where this product can go. How can we reach sustainable revenue? How can we actually build something, you know, that's gonna be around for a long time instead of, you know, it's a bull run, just spin up some some pitch deck and tell the communities, things go under the moon and you know, make heaps of money and then leave, right? So this the spaces we've been exploring in a in a similar type of vein is that, you know, we have this really unique IP risk assessment algorithm which tom mentioned before is is modular and approach that you know this risk averaging that we've been describing today is one application to that you know but you can start thinking about you know is it come down to you know potentially rebalancing a portfolio where if it's high risk you might want to be you know more in btc or staples or if it's if it's lower risk you might want to be more into alts Um, You know, that's an exciting space to explore. Um, Other applications of this risk assessment is exciting to explore. Um, Looking at, you know, helping people answer the question what to buy. Um, You know, there's different ways of doing that, you know, and there's, um, which I think maybe will be announced some, maybe start to be announced this week in Kajura. There's there's some exciting things happening with a a protocol that's kind of tackling that question. Um, So I think stay tuned uh, to hear more about that.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And I'll let, uh, of course, Tommy uh, pitch in if, uh, if he wants to, but uh, something that uh, many people actually are asking also in the, in the comments uh, to this, uh, when we announced the space, is whether there will be a token for Calc. Is that something on your roadmap? Um, if you can talk about it, of course, just say so. But uh, now that people are asking directly, I, I want to bring it to your attention also.
1: I love it. Uh, in the hot seat, keep the questions coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and I think this is something that, you know, we've always been super transparent, like for us, I mentioned before about first principles, you know, we really believe it's like one, can you deliver value Two, do you're in the right to charge for that value? And that should be applicable to pretty much any business, right? You know, sure, there's lots of vaporware, there's lots of, you know, promises that are always just promises. Um, <clears> but for us coming back to the challenge of like, you know, what we're doing in the space, why we're even dedicating our time, you know, why we left what we were doing before to fully focus on this, and you know, why we're working un- ungodly hours every day, <laughs> every day for very long. You know, you wake up sometimes three in the morning thinking only about, you know, ah, we got to change this or we got to do that. Um, or you go to sleep and you've got a computer in your head. Um, but I think that really comes down to the fact of like, you know, we need to tick those two, those first two green boxes. Um, to bring that token because you know we're by no means here to, to release a down only token um you know we want to both share with our early users and early adopters you know, the ones that put the faith in early you know we've got we definitely have them in uh, always in our mind um and you know the end goal would be to to release a token but i think um that won't be today that won't be next week um but i say stay tuned if things go we're, we're hoping to to go and if the assumptions we've made and um pay off then uh, i think you could very well see uh, a calc token come to market
0: makes sense it's almost from a personal perspective it's almost becoming like a a test for me whether a, a new product that is coming live is uh, asking me to buy a token off the bat like all these different products that i'm sure people on this space also have tried to use where they're almost like stuffing down in your throat <laughs> their token that's just a that's just a red flag for me now I mean if I can use the product and I can see value in the product then I will start using it I will you know be a supporter of it I will follow it I will tweet about it etc et etc cetera, et cetera, build a community around it and then when there's a token it will typically launch with a big splash like you know people piling in really and uh, if that's the strategy that you guys are approaching I think that's very very well uh, thought out because that's that's the kind of products in crypto and in blockchain that will succeed, I think, in the long haul. Um, so, um, so yeah, exciting to see or follow this uh, on your end. But okay, so let's uh, let's allow ourselves to dream a bit here, guys. Let's say um, everything is, is executed super well. DCA and DCA Plus is running like a charm. People are super happy about it. Like, for example, myself is super happy about DCA right now, and maybe I'll be even happier about DCA Plus coming out. Um, everything falls into place how does the future look like both for calc and how we use these uh, products like will everyone essentially except for the highly speculative uh, quote-unquote professional traders in crypto but will most people just start using your dca products or what what do you aspire to in uh, let's say five ten years from now yeah
1: and a really great question and i think this kind of speaks more to the macro of you know you often hear criticism you know crypto so insular it's the same capital going here going there you know it's just a bunch of crypto bros hanging out on discord and you know they're just sharing money around um where you know we really want to break that mold and i think you know for us and you know, even talking about on the macro things that around like account abstraction are quite exciting you know like we're in Denver for ETH Denver a few weeks ago, uh, and one of the days they hosted um, was called, well, WalletCon was on, not through ETH Denver, and the sheer number of people, you know, creating wallets and looking at account abstraction, you know, to to remove this idea that it is even crypto on, on the back end, I think, um, or on the front end is quite exciting. So I think... You know our end goal is you know even for those super G- D gen players you know maybe we have a few more gen products coming out. I think you know we're very focused around risk at the moment and I think that will be definitely the near term near term future um, but you know we've got a few spicy things that we can we can play around with um, but we like to hope that at least some portion of people's portfolios could be allocated to you know at least dCA plus uh, you know because in the end of the day even you know Yes, I'm sure anyone on this space now, everyone will have some hobby. Everyone would like to be spending their time to do something, you know, even if, you know, you're gaining only small small benefit. Um, if you don't have to dedicate any time, you don't have to sit on the screens, you have to watch it, you know, that's a big benefit as well. You know, even psychological beyond financial. Um, so we'd like to hope that, you know, this kind of product would be used by everyone to, to some degree, um, but then we'd really like to hope, you know, that a lot of more of the mainstream audience start getting exposure to crypto in it. In a a positive first interaction, you know, there's nothing worse than them buying Pico tops or or actual tops, and then um, you know, (laughs) getting absolutely wrecked, and then selling at the bottom, and then walking away thinking that that crypto thing's a scam, you know, and then telling all their friends that like, oh, stay away from this, you know, that just slows adoption. That slows what you know a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but hopefully. Many people in the DeFi space are trying to push forward. Is like open these products, open access to different countries. Is the monetary policy terrible in that country? You know, then they need crypto more. You know, you've got to push forward a lot of this adoption. We feel like you know these responsible products can can help push them. And you know, that's also why we've been really aligned with the Kajura team and this idea of grown-up DeFi and 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 taking things a more responsible approach.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of macro, I think uh, to some extent, time is very much in your advantage. I mean. <laughs> These banking, the problems that we see in the banking industry right now, um, and by the way, people calling it a crypto problem is just so off. If you ask me, like all the stuff that we see with uh, uh, Silvergate, with um, what to call it? SP, uh, SVB, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, I mean, <laughs> that's a banking problem, and uh, it's it's again uh, showing that we need decentralized banking and De- DeFi rails uh, for our financial futures to be safe, really. Uh, no more centralized institutions that just tinker in, in the background with uh, whatever deposits that they have. And if people can have a safe, easy to use uh, opportunity to use like uh, DCA and DCA plus to onboard into crypto, that will be a huge, huge step uh, forward for, for not just finance, but perhaps even humanity. If you want to go up in that helicopter, um, and that it would just be awesome to see Calc, uh, together with Kojira, uh, be able to do that and onboard people. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening with Sol- Sonar Wallet. And I know uh, Dov and the team is uh, is working on making it super easy for people to onboard into crypto. So together with Calc and the DCA products, that's, I mean, that would be beautiful to see. Let me say, that, say it this way.
1: I agree 100% and uh, I've seen some sneak peeks of center and I know the team is working like crazy, but um, that's going to be a, a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, for another space, for another time. <laughs> Guys, uh, you have been very generous with your time um, and uh, we thank you so much for all your hard work. Honestly, this is um, this is something that crypto needs and... Uh, now more than ever uh, when you look at it from a macro perspective is there anything that uh, we left out today is there anything you want to leave the community with before we close this thing off
1: i think nothing but uh, just want to say big love to the community we really appreciate you know all the support and you know we're we're working hard for you guys so um give it a shot dca plus will be going live in, in less than 48 hours and um yeah We'll, we'll continue shipping on and, and building some cool stuff and hopefully making change in the, in the DeFi space.
0: Beautiful. I will make sure to blast it out also when you guys uh, go live. So, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for coming on once again and uh, looking forward to speak to you when uh, when we get further along. All right. Thanks for having it. Thank you very much for hosting. Thanks, guys. Take care. Ciao. Take care.